Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1826. Today, Harrison Dula has been plugged as appearing in Alphabet Squadron in all the PR materials leading up to the release of the novel. But how big a role does she actually play in the novel? We're going to investigate right here. Let's go. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and before we dig into Harrison Dula's appearance in Alphabet Squadron, let's just recap a little history about the general in the Rebel Alliance and then by extension the New Republic. So she started out as a character we first met in John Jackson Miller's novel, A New Dawn, which was actually the first new novel in the rebooted canon for Star Wars. And then, of course, that served as a prequel to the Star Wars Rebels TV series, where we got to see her escapades across four seasons of episodes. And... You know, there had been a question for a time of, you know, who would actually survive the Star Wars Rebels TV series. But before Rebels ended, we actually found out that she was going to be one of the survivors because she is referenced in the movie Rogue One. You can hear her being paged on Yavin in the Rebel base there. And then the ghost, her ship actually fights at the Battle of Scarif and can be seen in the movie. And beyond that, she actually is depicted in a Forces of Destiny episode as being on Endor after the Battle of Endor. Whether she actually fought at the Battle of Endor is still an open question. We just know that she arrived there after the battle or was there after the battle, but whether she was a participant, that has not been revealed. Anyway, so what we also know for sure is that she and Kanan Jarrus had a baby together whose name is Jason, that's J-A-C-E-N, and yes, that's very much like Jason Solo from the old Expanded Universe who was one of Han and Leia's kids, and Jason was also a twin of another person named Jaina, and that's a whole other set of stories, but... Beyond that, we don't necessarily know much about Harrison Dula's journey, but we do know that sometime after her appearance on Endor, she was leading the Barma Battle Group, B-A-R-M-A, and their main flagship was called the Lodestar, and this is the battle group and ship that appear in Alphabet Squadron. I say this, but, you know, just in case, we are in full spoiler territory for Alphabet Squadron. I mean, we have been for the last couple of episodes, so, you know, here's the fair warning just in case you need it. But anyway, um, you know, I, I, I will be honest with you, I had a bit of a fear 
in, you know, after reading the first section of Alphabet Squadron, and the novel is divided into three major sections, and finishing the first one, not having Hera show up in that first section, I got a little nervous thinking that, okay, maybe the stuff talking about General Harrison Dula and the PR materials before the release of the novel, maybe this is just kind of a, you know, a PR stunt, if you will, like just something to get additional crossover interest in the novel. Well, Thankfully, that turned out to be, you know, an irrational fear that isn't the case. She is definitely involved in the second and third sections of the book. And so basically the book ends up breaking down like this. The first section depicts how the five members of Alphabet Squadron come together. And then the second section is, you know, very team building, like if you will, while all the pieces are moved into place for the finale, which is the assault on Pandem Nye. And Hera is involved in both the second and third sections of the novel. But I will tell you that nobody else from Star Wars Rebels shows up in this, and Jason Sindula doesn't even show up in this, which is a bit of a bummer. I mean, you know, on the one hand, like, would have been cool to have him depicted in this novel, but on the other hand, it's not like a lot would have changed from Star Wars Rebels. I mean, it's only a few weeks after the Battle of Endor that you know, this novel is taking place maybe a month or two at most. It's certainly taking place months before the Aftermath trilogy begins, which is six months after the Battle of Endor. But we know that it's taking place within the first month or two after the Battle of Endor because Operation Cinder takes place within weeks of the culmination of the Battle of Endor. That's the whole planet cleansing business. And it's an operation that Erica Quell is involved in and ultimately is the thing that causes her to leave the Imperial faction that she's with now, Shadowwing, or that she was with. And so... She hasn't been in Traitor's Remorse, the place where all the defectors are going, for too, too long before she ends up working with Karen Aiden from New Republic Intelligence and his working group that he's assembling. So, yeah, we're still in early days after the Battle of Endor, and that's what Hera is doing, heading up the Barma Battle Group, which is putting out fires in a lot of different places in the galaxy. There's a flagship called the Lodestar that she is you know, primarily depicted on, but unfortunately, there's no mention of the ghost either, so we don't know what the status of that ship is. There's only Hail and Meteor Squadrons and Vanguard Squadron mentioned in addition to Alphabet Squadron on the ship. So yeah, it would be nice to learn a little bit more about that too. And hopefully that means that we will learn more about what's been going on with Hera since you know the last episode of Rebels, because there is some time in between the last episode of Rebels and the events of the original trilogy leading up to the Battle of Endor. So hopefully we'll learn a bit more about that backstory and heck, maybe even see a Rebels character or two in the next two novels for the Alphabet Squadron trilogy. There is one last note I do want to share about the depiction of Hera, and I will share that with you after the break. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003, and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use, and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. Check out sw7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is sw7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. 
So I want to take one last moment here to give a shout out and kudos to Saskia Marleveld, who does the audiobook narration for Alphabet Squadron. One of the toughest tasks out of the whole thing is to recreate General Harris and Dula because the performance has already been done before and indelibly so by Vanessa Marshall in the Star Wars Rebels TV series. So how do you deal with a character that you already know and love? Well, there's no reason to try to make it exactly the same as Vanessa Marshall's performance because, I mean, the more you try to copy it, you know, the less realistic it actually becomes in a strange way. And so you have to be, you know, similar enough that you evoke the character, but it's still your own performance. It's not going to be the same. I mean, you know, as another example, Mark Thompson sounds tremendously very much like Yoda when he does, you know, Yoda in the narration for novels that Yoda appears in. But you can tell it's not Frank Oz. But, you know, he's close enough that he evokes it tremendously well and is able to focus on the characterization while still being very close to the real thing. Same thing goes for Saskia Marleveld and her depiction of Hera Syndulla in Alphabet Squadron. So I just wanted to say kudos to Saskia for, you know, bringing a character that we already know to life just as strongly and believably as the characters that we are just meeting for the first time in Alphabet Squadron. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.